This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Audrey Jean Flowers. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use she, her pronouns. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Noelle! Hey! What pronouns do you use, Noelle? I use she, her pronouns. Right. So, we know Noelle from college. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Elon University. Elon BFA Music Theater. And you grew up around Elon though, right? I grew up 30 minutes outside of Elon. And my mom teaches at Elon too. So I yeah. was like always back and forth. So yeah, was a North Carolina girl for a long time. Yeah. How, what helped you like make the ultimate decision to go to Elon? Like did you think about going out elsewhere? I did. Okay. I auditioned for other places. Elon was my dream school for a long time though, just because I knew so many of my mom's students uh. and like went to see all of the shows and I was like, wow, like these people are so incredible. Like, I want to go here. But I did have a moment my senior year of high school where I was like, I can't go to Elon because my mom teaches there. Yeah. But then I ended, I got in and then I was like, I have to. It's <laughs> like, I love Elon. And I didn't want to – the other programs I got into, I just wasn't I, – I got into one other program and it was like a Not no-brainer. It. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So. I feel you. Yes. Okay. We love the lawn. We love the lawn. So this spring, you're going to be four years post-grad. Yes. How do you feel about that? Like, weird, but also normal? I don't know. Like, I knew you guys were going to ask me that question. Like, I don't even know, like, how to answer that. Like, I don't know. I think I was talking to my roommate, Marissa, last night just about, like, college. And it feels like a lifetime ago now. And it's like, college was so fun, but I also feel so much more adult now in some ways that I'm like, I wouldn't really want to relive that. Even the fun parts, like, you know... So I don't know. It just feels like I f- it feels right to be four years post grad. I'm like, I don't know. I, I also feel-, feel like both our classes had a weird like, yeah, just yes. like with the pandemic and how it timed out. Like there's just like a- almost like this giant like Grand Canyon in between like the Seriously. before times in college and the post times. And yeah, like, like that just feels like a different person to me it does that's yeah. the other thing too. I feel like a completely different person than I was at Elon. I feel like. I don't know. Like, I feel more confident. Like, I know myself more and more mentally stable <laughs> than I was Woo! at Elon. Hey, I didn't always feel literally. Like, it's been up and down the past few years. But as of right now, I'm like, wow. Like, I feel so much more grounded than I did at Elon. Wait, yeah. you want to hear something funny? Yes. So, um, my voice teacher, her name was Julie. Love, Love her. her. Love her She's so great. much. But I remember, like, when I kind of fell into, like, my bad mental health at school, like, my junior year and mm-hmm. whatever. And she would always tell me, she was like, Sarah, you are going to be so much better when you're out of school. Like yeah. just the amount of pressure you put on yourself, like you are going to feel a lot better once you graduate. And I can confirm she was 100% right. Like I feel yeah. so much better and more mentally stable out of school. It's just so much happening at school, especially, I mean, and I'm sure other programs as well, but in our musical theater program, it was like, you wake up, you have 8 a.m. ballet, and then you go straight from that to another class, and then yeah. another class. And then after that, you have rehearsals for the show. And then mm-hmm. sometimes after that, you have rehearsals for a grand night number. And it's just like, grand night was like our showcase yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but 
it's just like so much that you don't even have time to take care of yourself. Like, yeah, everyone's mental health is just like not on the floor. I yes. also didn't yes. even, I didn't know how to use free time and I'm still not great with free time. But like, yeah, between the high school I went to and then college, yeah. I never learned how to like have free time. I only ever knew how to operate under you are busy every single hour of the day. You will maybe have time to eat and sleep. Because your high school was really intense too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, what has been like your post-grad journey? So you graduated when it was still very pandemic times. I, very pandemic times. I graduated in 2020. Yeah. So it was like half of my senior year just kind of got cut off and it was so sad. And yeah, so we didn't really get a real like graduation or whatever. And you know, going into like the musical theater world, I was always like, I'm just going to graduate from Elon and then go to New York and whatever. Yeah. So it kind of changed everything because I was like, I'm not moving to New York City when there's no theater and like it's COVID. So I lived at home with my parents for like a year and a half, worked at Lululemon. Honestly, it was like fun. I mean, COVID was obviously horrible, but it was nice to be able to spend that quality time with my family for a while. Yeah. And then I moved to the city in 2021. So it's been a couple of years, October of 2021. And yeah, I've just been here ever since. I was subletting for a while. And now I'm living with one of my besties in Williamsburg. And it's so fun. Yeah, you guys have a great apartment. Thank you. It's really cute. I love living with her. We live really well together. That's so amazing. Finding somebody you live well with is like, yeah, very fucking hard. And I'm weird about living with friends too. Like me too, me yes, too. Because it's too. scary. Because it's like I there are certain friends that I'm like I love you so much, but I think if I lived with them, it could maybe ruin our friendship. A hundred percent. Because I've watched that happen with a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we just got super lucky. Like we live really well together, yeah. and we can still be best friends. Like we don't get tired of each other. Aww. Like you know, it's really nice, and we respect each other's space too. Yeah, I feel like so. I just moved in with one of my friends from mm-hmm. high school, and this time I was really like communicative about things because mm-hmm. I think in the past, like definitely when I was in college, like I just wasn't able to communicate things. I was too afraid to. I was yeah. also like those last two years living in Sheridan. I was like so mentally unwell yeah. and I always yeah. like would go to my my roommate Stephanie and be like I did I ruin this like did I ruin our friendship because I'm like so like depressed and she was like no it was like all my head and yeah. anxiety but this time I was like I need to make sure that like I'm communicating mm-hmm. we talk about boundaries like we're able to communicate with each other and I think that's really great because like for example, we there was a situation and my roommate just texted me and was like, hey, like, I wish you told me this before. And I was like, you're so right. Like, I apologize about that. That's all it has to be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why people, like, not everything has to be so big. Like, yeah. me and Pete, Pete, oh my God. Her name is Marissa, but- <laughs> Everyone her, calls her Pete. But everyone calls her Pete. Yeah. It was She's actually Pete. weird for me to hear you call her Marissa. <laughs> I know. Because I have a sibling named Marissa and I oh never hear Marissa called Marissa. Yeah, I only ever Pete. hear her called Pete. Pete. So if I talk about Pete on this podcast, that's Marissa, hey. my roommate. She's Pete. But like anytime there's a roommate thing where like she'll text me and be like, ugh, LOL, roommate text coming in. Okay. And it'll, and it's just kind of like funny. Like she'll be like, can we please like clean later because it's stressing me out. And I'm like, yeah. And then that's like all that that is. Yeah. Which like is so funny because it's so simple, but like just so something that like at least I was so personally incapable of doing in college. No, yeah. Instead, I would just let it fester. I would yes. complain to my mom. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of my former roommates, like, we fully stopped being friends for a year. And admittedly, that was partially because we – it was my friend Gracie and I. We lived together mm-hmm. in the beginning of the pandemic. I remember. And Emily, like, 
none of us were doing well. Like I hold no ill will towards any of us that were in that situation. But like we had had problems mounting. We'd never really discussed them. Yeah. Problems mounted more and we were both doing really bad. So we full stopped being friends for almost an entire year. It wasn't until Jeez. spring of 2021 that we like had a conversation and we were like, we figured our shit out and we're friends again. And she's Yay. someone who like, I know like I can communicate with very frankly. And we're like, past that but like yeah. we very much reached a point where it's like you need to either like learn how to do this or never be friends again no yeah, yeah exactly either you can communicate or you can't yeah and like yeah communication is so important truly yeah. I feel like that's something about like post-grad life that really had become like apparent to me and I feel like most people it's mm-hmm. like you know when you're younger you get nervous about these things but then I think you realize like you're not able to maintain relationships that you want in your life unless you say something yeah 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 exactly yeah so what has been sort of your like work path post? Okay. Because we worked at Lulu for together a bit. We worked at Lululemon together. And they would never schedule us together. <laughs> Which, okay, I would say they would never schedule us together because we distracted each other. But we only distracted <laughs> each other when we were scheduled together because they never scheduled us together. Exactly. So whenever we saw each other, we'd get so excited. Exactly. And then we would never be on the same floor either. So, so anytime like we passed each other, we would stop for like so long. Like I would be like, Audrey like I just see you like I'd be walking to a different floor and we just like hug for like 10 seconds and I'd be like I love you so much and we every single time we worked together we just had this moment where it was like we hadn't seen each other in years like, I'd just be like it was Audrey. like a coming home from war moment no it really was every time because I was always so happy to see you because it's like you're at work and like customers are like awful annoying <laughs> no offense guests full offense um, yeah, but guests I still call them guests I Wait, work at a different store is that what I, they call them yeah. guests you call their guests. customers guests and I like can't stop it now I like yeah. I only can say guests guests yeah it's so, so interesting yeah it was a crazy time but I started working at Lululemon in Greensboro yes. just for like a year while yeah. I was the one at the friendly center yes the one at the friendly center the friendly shout center. out to the friendly oh center <laughs> love you guys I love um, the yeah and that was actually so fun I loved my work friends there mm-hmm. and like it was COVID times too so we were all like masked up for most of it and, yeah Like, it was nice, like, going somewhere, even though we had to be really safe and socially distant. Like, I feel like I had a community while I was home. Like, I enjoyed going to work. Um, Like, Friendly Center was great. Like, I I loved it. And then, so the plan was just to transfer from Friendly Center to a store in New York, which I ended up transferring to Soho. Um, Shout out to Justin Norwood. Who's leaving Soho. Who's leaving. Damn. Yeah. Justin. But shout out to Justin Norwood. But still the best out ever. To Justin, but I think he's moving to a new store. Yeah, yes. he's gonna manage yeah. a new store. I couldn't have survived without Justin. Me neither. And I'm also <laughs> Justin. I'm sorry, Justin. I was I'm going also sorry. A bad time. I was like, my mental health was so bad. Like, I was not a person. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> I'm getting off track. Let's not go there. Um, I transferred to Soho, and I also had a nannying job that I just did a couple times a week the first year. And then I ended up quitting Lululemon. Um, It just wasn't serving me anymore. I loved everyone at Soho and I love the company, but it just, I don't know. I think it just wasn't serving me anymore and that's okay. And then I ended up going like more full time with this family I was with. Um, And then I quit them like, (laughs) and started with a new family recently who I'm loving. Um, yeah, the old family. I loved the kids so much. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say is yeah. I loved the kids so much. Yeah. And I miss them. And I actually still keep in touch with them. I just got one a birthday present a few weeks ago. Aww. So it was really a hard decision because I was like, I freaking love these kids. Like, and I know they love me. I was with them for like a year and a half, but it was just time. It became like not a nannying job and more of like a 
helping the family with everything mm. job. They had me photo editing a picture for them. Like that's supposed <laughs> to look like an Andy Warhol style picture. I've never photoshopped in my life. <laughs> they also like no. so far away. It's from because they always wanted to get their money's worth is what like me and my therapist decided together is like, so even if the mom was like hanging out with the kids and yeah. I was still there, I had to be doing something at all times, which is fair, but it was like silly things. It wasn't just like, like it was like, we want this photo edited like picture of the ch child hanging up on our wall, blown up. Like, can you use our Adobe Photoshop and photo edit this? And I was like, I've never used Photoshop before. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can just Google it and YouTube it. And they would get so annoyed with me when I'd send them a picture and they'd be like, mm, like this thing is off. And I'd be like, I, and I would have to like Google for another like hour, how to change that one. It was actually insane. Oh. Like I want to write like a musical or like a play <laughs> about my experience with this like, yeah, it was I, like insane. It was not nannying. It was like them, me doing whatever they wanted me to do. And then they would get mad at me when I would do it wrong. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Like, that is insane. Yes. Wow. But I love the kids. Okay. Like so much. Yeah. No, everything that else is was not it. Insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm like shocked. I got yelled at a lot. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. It wasn't fun. I nannied as well <laughs> my first like year and a half post grad. And mm -hmm. I, I love the family. They were great. And it's so hard to like when you know it's time to go and like leaving those kids. Like it, kids. yeah, I know. I still like think, I still think about them all the time. Yeah. I've ran into my childhood nanny a couple times like since <gasps> really? I've grown up. And it's like weird because I have a couple times, one time in middle school, I ran into her with like young, with other kids. Like around the age I was when she nannied me, and it was so, so weird. weird. I was like, "No, you're my nanny. You're my you yeah. anyone else." Yeah, but I'm with um like a new girl and her mom, and nice. I they're so sweet mm -hmm. and like yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And other than that, I cater sometimes. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, the outfit is like horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> like, Not giving, but it's good money for a short amount of time because it's like. I, you can just pick up shifts. It's super flexible. So like they'll send out shifts and you deny all of the ones you want to deny. And then you accept the ones you accept. Oh. And it's like, so I'll just like work like a long, like a 10 hour shift or something. But then I get like a really good paycheck that next yeah. week. So it's worth it sometimes. But I, I literally, one of our other friends I was talking with, he was like, I work at one job, you know, for like regularity and consistency and whatnot. And then I do catering to actually make money. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Except a lot of shifts haven't been popping up as much recently. So I think I might need to get a second job starting in January because mm -hmm. nannying is, it's super part-time right now. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I just need something else to do. The holidays get fucking weird. Yeah. yeah holidays are a are. hard time, especially for like like I think jobs that are, you know, part-time or just like more inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I was complaining about this to my mom. This is way off topic. We'll eventually get back to the questions that we planned. Um, but so where <laughs> I work has been recently, I was just there Wait, for the where are you working right oh, now? Oh, Audrey's work. I'm not saying on the podcast. Okay. I'll bleep this out. I work Oh, okay. Uh, which I like for the most part. Nice. They've been kind of shitty recently. Oh. But they've been doing this thing where they have people like from the office come and work shifts in the store, which like cute idea. And I think that would be From great, except for not during a, the holidays, Yeah, not having them replace someone who actually has training and see, they don't know how to do shit. They don't know how to wait, do anything. Yeah. Like people from corporate? Yes. Like oh they God, don't wait. know how to like they do this stuff. They literally the... don't know how, like they can't even check people out. They don't know where anything's that started. They're completely like, unhelpful. So me going to work at a coach store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's incredibly unhelpful. It's incredibly frustrating because they're, they're just kind of standing around and they, they're lovely. Very nice. They can't do shit. Oh. They're not helpful. That is. 
is so weird. <laughs> and I'm like, you're just in the way. Oh my you're god. You're a very lovely person enjoying chatting to you, but you literally but don't you have don't to do know. a single thing. So, so I literally was clocked out yesterday of my shift and trying to buy stuff for Christmas gifts for my family. And I kept ending up helping people because no, we were that's like the understaffed. Worst. And I was like, I'm not even being paid right now. That is silly. You deserve I mean, a raise. We all do. <laughs> we all do. We all deserve money. <laughs> we do. Please, please, please give us. Give that was my money. moment to the camera. Please, I need money. I've never really spoken about this on the podcast, and this is even further off topic. I was trying to find a receipt for it the other day. Do you remember like a year and a half ago? Maybe it was longer than this. Where that dude was memoing me money for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Wait. Like, wait. Who? <laughs> I've not. Who? On the podcast. I don't remember his actual name, but I know no. like his username was something weird of like. Something, some like ballerina boy or something. Wait, why was he Venmoing you money? Okay, like, so <laughs> this is getting incredibly off topic. I don't know. He like found the podcast, then started reaching out to me, and like we'll respond to people who are interested in the podcast, like just like out of like friendliness. Um, and then it like got weird, and I like didn't want to be mean, and then like. Like it would be like he was a gay man, but for some reason, like he literally, I think I tried to find screenshots of any of it, and I can't find it, and I couldn't find the account. But it being like, oh, I want to be your little baby pig boy. Money Wait, bitch. what? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and um, yeah. So he like vem- found my Venmo, Venmoed me money a couple times, and then eventually like, I got uncomfortable about it. A lot of it. money? Um, no, no, like twenty five dollars here and there. Okay. Um, but like, but, like I'll take that. But yeah. Eventually, I like dollars. I felt uncomfortable and weird and just blocked him eventually. Yeah. Um, that was off topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love I that about that. How much? How many times did you did he pay you? Do you think? I think I got like seventy five dollars from him in total, maybe what? a little bit more. Nice. Um, it was very like, confusing though because he's like play. told me like he was a gay man and I was like, why do you, why are you, what? That um, is so random. Our friend Purdy was really encouraging me to go for it. No, <laughs> I agree with Purdy. I don't call him that. I agree with Andrew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Drew. We have a lot of friends with nicknames. We do. I know. We're just going to keep like saying names. Like it's, it's going right. to happen. They've heard them before. Yeah. Um. Anyway, entirely shifting topic away from money, pay, bitch, pigs, whatever. <laughs> um, going back significantly in time. So you were born without one of your eyes and you yes. worn a prosthetic for your entire life. Yes. So when I was born, it's actually, well, I don't know if the story is funny or not, but I was born with one eye and my parents said that on the day I was born, they noticed that like one of my eyes was just closed shut and they like oh. asked the nurse a couple of times, like, is her eye okay? Like, what's going on? And the nurse was like, yeah, like, sometimes it just, like, takes a second for, like, baby's eyes to open, whatever. But it got to a point where my parents were like, her eye really isn't opening. And so they opened it, and my they I just didn't have an eye. Wow. And so I'm sure my parents freaked out. I was not, you I don't remember. There, but yeah. I was there, but I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure they freaked out. Um, And then I had to get, like, a minor surgery when I was a baby on it, and I've gotten, like, many surgeries since then. But um, yeah, I've worn a prosthetic eye my entire life. Literally people ask me, they're like, what is it like to only see with one eye? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, cause I've never seen with two yeah, eyes. Like I yeah, really I don't know like yeah. how to answer that question. But my vision in, um, my good eye is like 2020 perfect. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to know something embarrassing? I've yes. had this on the podcast before. What? I through my sophomore year of college said hindsight's 50, 50. Because I didn't know it was a vision reference, and no one ever corrected me. It's hindsight's twenty twenty, like twenty twenty vision. No one ever <laughs> corrected me. Fifty fifty. I said that for <laughs> decades. 
No one said shit. Wait, I love I honestly probably wouldn't have even thought anything of it if I heard you say that. I'd just be like, yeah, 50-50. I think people thought I was doing a bit. No. <laughs> I just thought that. I was doing a I'm bit. Just a little a little silly in the brain. That's okay. Um, so yeah, you've had a lot of surgeries and like mm-hmm. uh, uh what has that been like? It's okay, so I I'll just like get into it. Yeah. I have like a um different experience than a lot of other people with prosthetic eyes. Um, I've kind of had a really tough journey mm. with it. Um, so I think like a lot of people um, are born with two eyes, but end up like either getting a prosthetic eye from an injury or a disease or something. So when that happens, obviously that's horrible and I don't wish that upon anyone, but their eye socket still had like used to have an eye in it. So it kind of retains the shape of having an eyeball. Oh. Whereas like I... For my entire life, I would have to go, especially like growing up and like when you're a kid, you grow so fast and going through puberty. I had to go to the ocularist is what the doctor is called a lot. And they would add on to my eye like every few months so that my eye socket would grow with my other eye Mm. or else like it would just stay the same size as I was when I was a baby, like my whole life. So it's kind of like braces in a way, but like for my eye. A palette expander. Yeah, no, literally, but like for your eye. So- I had to do that. And my eye socket shape was always really like so messed up growing up. Like, and it was really hollow. And so the volume of my eye was kind of like weighing down. And I had this one ocularist who, um, she was really problematic, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. And she, I remember one day I was like in sixth grade and she said to me, Noelle, you're getting to the age where you're going to want to look pretty for boys. And just know that it's what's on the inside that counts. I will never, ever, ever forget that. And at, at the time, I didn't even realize, like, what she was saying or what that meant. Also, like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so, like, I was about to get into it, but I won't. I won't on the podcast. But she pretty much was like, you need to get this surgery because there's not much else I can do. Like, your eye socket is super hollow. Like, you have to get the surgery where – and I got it – where they took fat from my hip and injected it all throughout my eye socket to add more volume to the eye socket so that my eye – it's funny. Prosthetic eyes also aren't like this. They're like this. It's like a shell that like sits over fat. Okay. Oh. So weird, right? Interesting. They, I mean, it depends on the shape of your eye socket, but that's like ideal. Okay. Um, so I think I'd always imagine like – Like a ball. Like a literal sphere. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine no, like literally like, in Pirates of the Caribbean. I think there's also, a bit – Fun fact, on the back of my eye, there's a smiley face. Um, That's so okay. cute. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, right? And it's like the secret that, well, now everyone's going to know. But like, <laughs> like, no one knows except for me. But now everyone knows. So, um, so I got that surgery and it did not go well. It was like my ocularist at the time was not coordinating with the surgeon. And my family and I were just like listening to what she said. Like, yeah. And being like, okay. And I just remember having anxiety about it for months because I was in seventh grade and I was like, I'm getting surgery. Like, that's so scary. And after it, like, I just never really he- recovered. Like, so what happened was it was just a silly surgery to get, especially when I was going through puberty because fat takes in some places, it doesn't in others. Mm. Like, I, my body was growing and when fat grows, it grows everywhere. So it was like growing in my eye socket too. So for like 10 years, I had to wear like a little, it's kind of like a little stick that I would put on my eye and then put an eye patch over it at night to like shove my eye back so that during the day it wouldn't fall out. Like, cause my eye was constantly, yeah. And it just like lasted a long time and it got really bad in college. I had another mini surgery in high school too. 
um, which was actually like a fun, I mean, the surgery wasn't fun, but it was like a little eyelid surgery and she removed a little bit of the fat, but it was in Maryland. And then I recovered at a beach house with one, like so my bad. family and one of my best friends, Claire, her family. And like, it was honestly so fun because I was recovering from surgery, but it was like our families being best friends and like, like I would just hang out in the beach house with them and it was really fun. <laughs> so that was a good memory, but my eye stuff got really bad during college. Cause I think like I gained weight in college, um, which is fine and normal. And, but it was like causing my eye, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but your freshman year and my sophomore year, I had this like bump that was just like on my eye, mm. like right here. And I thought it was a sty for the longest time. Yeah. It's also so interesting because I never talked about these things during college. I was just yeah. like dealing with it unless it was to like one person or like a couple of people. But, and I went to a doctor and they were like, hmm, like we need to remove that and then like check it for cancer. And then it wasn't. Okay. But the whole year I was kind of like freaking out. Huh? Like what is this thing on my eye? And so, um, it turns out, so the fat was growing so much that I kept having to go back to my ocularist and he kept making my eye more and more thin because the fat was growing. So we'd have to make my eye more thin. And it got to the point where it was so thin that it caused this bump because it was irritating. And so then I finally got the bump removed months later, right before Italy. Sarah and I went to Italy (gasps) together or like with a study abroad group. It like literally the week before Italy, I got it removed. And so I was in the patch healing. And then I remember I took the eye patch off for the first time, like when I got to Italy, because I was like, everything's going to be good. And my eye literally would not stay in. I remember freaking out because I was like in a foreign country, in a foreign country with like, and I was embarrassed. I wasn't super open about my eye at the time. And that's not something, especially as like a college student to be like, my eye's falling out. Like that, it's like, how do people, no one relates to that. And it felt embarrassing. I remember like, thank God my mom was on that trip and like taught it. Cause I remember going up to her in class one day and my eye doesn't just like pop out. It's like, I can feel it. Like I can feel the fat pushing it. And so I went up to her during class one day and I was like, mom, like my eye is going to fall out. Like it's not going to stand. I don't know what to do. She was like, go back to your apartment, put on an eye patch. I'll tell everyone you have a stomach ache. And I was like, okay. So I did. And I was in an eye patch the rest of the trip. Yeah. And then after that, I got another surgery where they removed fat. My eye stayed in for a long time until this year. Also, I was about to apologize for talking so much, but that's the point. We're on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so so I'll keep talking then. (laughs) This is my lucky day. Um, So this year, my eye was good for like a few years because I had another surgeon go in and remove some of the fat. And then back in December, I remember telling Pete, um, I was like, my eye feels weird. Like, I feel like I don't know what's happening. I just feel like something bad is going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. something's wrong with my eye again. And I hadn't felt that way in five years. And I thought like, hopefully my eye patch days were done, whatever. Like my eye was stable for a long time after not being stable for like 12 years. Um, I went like five years where it was like pretty good. It didn't always look the way I wanted it to look, but I mean, that's life. Do we ever look the way we want to look? No. No. So it's like. (laughs) Literally. um, So. And then, like, I could just feel it. Like, my eye got kind of infected and, like, something weird was happening. And there was just one day in February where my eye, like, it had been bothering me for a few weeks. And I was like, I told Pete, I was like, I'm going to have to get surgery this year. Like, I just feel it. Like, something's wrong. And then there was one day I was just in the bathroom washing my face and my eye just came out and it and it would not go back in. I, like, tried and I just, like, went out to Pete and I was like, my eye just fell out and it's not going back in. And I just knew, I was like, this isn't something that an ocularist can fix with the shape of my eye. Cause it was like, the fat was just like, like nothing was going to fit in there. So that's why 
I was in the eye patch for like six months this year. Mm. And it was scary because it was like, I knew I needed surgery, but I didn't know what kind. I didn't know what surgeon and I didn't know when it would be. So I was just like in an eye patch, like, like living life, like not knowing what was going to happen. And then I finally found an amazing woman surgeon, Dr. Merbs. Thank you, Dr. Merbs. She did surgery on me and she reconstructed my entire eye socket essentially. And like, will it last forever? I don't know. But if not, then I'll get surgery again. But I think my eye has been the most stable it's been since I was in middle school Wow! recently because it hasn't been like even when it was staying in for the past like five years, I could still feel like certain things I'd be in downward dog and yoga and I could kind of like feel it and it would be like uncomfortable. And this is the best it's felt in so long. Like I'm so not worried about it coming out. I think it looks good right now yeah um and it's just like yeah it's been a crazy little journey that's a big journey yeah it's been a ride that's a ride I didn't really like I think we both when we were like you know talking about interview questions and stuff we both didn't know like the specific like no detail to detail story of like your eye and what had happened so it's it's no one does except well that's not true I feel like more people know now and I've always been open with my best friends about it but it wasn't till this year when I actually started talking about it like I posted about it on Instagram yeah mm-hmm. um my old therapist Solana shout out um I haven't talked to her in years I my junior year of college I like had this mental breakdown where I was like I don't know if I can like be an actor like what if no one wants to hire me because my eyes look different and that was also at the point where my eyes look much better now but I think my eye was looking like really wonky like people would like ask me about it and be like Mm. what's wrong with your eye like just like annoying and so I was like I need to like go to a therapist about my eye because I had been for anxiety and stuff but I was like I need to like unpack this insecurity and she made me realize so many things this is so sad but I remember one thing I did like almost my whole life was anytime I would look in the mirror I would like look in the mirror like this like cover my eye and just be like, wow, like I'd be so pretty if just like my other eye looked just like this one. Like I'd be the prettiest girl in the world. And I would just, and I told my therapist that I was so open with her about it. And she was like, okay, you're never doing that again. She was like, <laughs> therapist like, thought that shit, like boom. She was like, that is like literally telling your brain like most horrible things. Yeah. Like, and so I haven't done that since. And I think my never my narrative around my eye started to change like senior year of college when like I really wanted to play Violet and Violet because um, it's like a character in a musical and she's just like has a physical difference on her face. And that was the first time where I was like, oh, like I can use my story like for good and I don't have to hide who I am. I can like, because I was always like, I, I'll just like, I can do theater because the people in the back of the audience won't be able to tell and the audience won't be able to tell. Mm-hmm. But it's like, maybe I shouldn't not want people to be able to tell because it's who I am. Right. And so this year I was kind of forced, like I got in the eye patch and I was like, I've done this before and how can I do it differently this time? Mm. Like how can I, cause I would just sob all the time. And like, I mean, I've cried so many tears over just like my eye and cause other people don't get it either. It's just like some weird thing. I always thought like boys would think I was weird boys like because male gaze like literally the male <laughs> gaze ruins this world because I, like, I like just thinking about like me and my weight and you mm-hmm. know like and I would always as a middle school student would be like what if boys don't like me oh because of God. how much I weigh no it's I I feel you it's it's like, insane yeah the male gaze ruins everything literally and everything literally from a young age having my um ocularist be like you're gonna yeah, want to look pretty for right. boys 
Well, it reminds me of my that brother. That is presumptive and rude on so many levels. Right. Yes. It reminds me of my brother, Aiden, who um, grew up with learning disabilities, social disabilities. Mm-hmm. And at a young age, like one of those doctors that you go to for that, like who tests you out, said to my mom, like, he's never going to make it to college. Like, he probably won't graduate high school. Like, like why? Yeah. And then my, and my mom and now every year emails that doctor and is like, yeah, he's made the honor roll, had a 4.0 in college. It's like getting a dual degree in, in economics and something else that I don't remember. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Like, he's thriving. So like That's it's, amazing. It's so sad that these doctors, like especially you're so fucking young, like, yeah. you know, that sticks like, with you. Like you said, it and there's sucks. so many issues with it on so many levels. It's like her being like, one, just assuming that it's for men, like so heteronormative. Two, like perpetuating the idea that I need to look pretty for men, like because yeah. we're socialized to look good for men. Like three, you're pretty much telling me I'm ugly. Like, just, like, so many things. Which I also was... I mean, I was in sixth grade. I wasn't cute. Everyone's ugly in sixth grade. Yeah. Really an 11-year-old. it's like, like, oh, Hello? Like, it was just crazy. But anyways, this year, I was like, how can I do it differently? Because I've always not been open about it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm going to be in the eye patch for who the fuck knows how long. Like, and... I'm going to go out with my friends whenever they want to go out, which was hard sometimes because I was constantly approached and asked, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, is that, like, the hardest thing about it is when when you're out and, like, people are asking? Yes. And I'm lucky because even, like, I've told my friends, like, if this happened a few years ago, like, I would not have been able to go out because, like, I would just cry. Anytime someone would be like, what's, even if someone was like, oh, like, are you okay? I'd probably just start crying. Mm. Cause it was like, it's a lot of trauma too. It's not just like, oh, I got LASIK eye surgery. It's like my entire life's history of like it being my biggest insecurity, like my life revolving around it me wondering if I'd ever find love or have a successful career because of it. Yeah. And then like, it's on top of it, it's just like a weird issue that not a lot of other people experience. And it's like, Oh, like, no, I'm wearing this eye patch because when I was in seventh grade, I got a surgery and they injected that fat into my eye socket and now my eye won't stay in. It's like, I can't like explain that to everyone at bars, but it's weird though. Cause people would either be mean. Like I had a few guys like be like, arg, like when I'd walk by like a pirate noise and people just come up to me and be like, Hey, and like cover their eye. And, but then I had a couple of guys like try to hit on me with it. Like, which was so weird. Cause I had some weird, like more like the Brooklyn, like edgy, like Bushwick guys, like would come up to me and be like, you're different. Like, oh, I like that. And it's like, always that you're not like other girls. I'm like, you're why, different. bitch? Because I'm wearing a fucking eye patch. I mean, like, yes, no one else is wearing an eye patch in here, but like, what? It was just like one of my favorite stories, which actually made me cry at the time, but it's so funny now. I was, this was my, my first time going out in the eye patch. Okay. Like, my very first time. And so I was like, okay gonna see actually it was like my second time I don't know whatever and so I was just like walking past this one guy like five already people had already like approached me about it at this point I was walking past this guy and he's like do you not have an eye and I just like look at him and I was like I was like is that how you like greeted everybody else that you saw in the bar tonight and he's like no and I was like because like you I just asked me about that before even knowing my name and he was like I'm sorry like blah 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 and I I said, actually, I don't have an eye. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, do you think that this is just like, I'm just wearing it to be like funny? Like, no, I'm wearing it because I am going through something kind of traumatic right now. 
and I'm going to have to get surgery and I don't know when it is or what it's going to be, but I don't have an eye. And he was like, wait, like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, well, yeah, like, cause you don't know what's happening. Like, do you, like, if you see PSA, if you see anyone with like a physical difference or like just something like that looks like an injury or something, you don't know how they got it. Like it wasn't just some funny, like, oh, like I slipped and fell. And even that could be traumatic or probably would be if I was in the patch. But, and then he starts to go on and say, I'm sorry. I honestly just thought you were so pretty and I didn't know how to talk to you. And I was like, and that's, <laughs> that's how you're going to, that's what, this is brilliant. I'm going to lead with this. And oh. I was like, and he's not the only guy. I had so many guys lead this like one creepy dude like came up to me and was just like, what happened to you? And I was like, I don't want to talk to you about it. And he's like, I'm not leaving until you tell me what happened. And I'm like, and he's like, you got cute dimples. Like just saying, and I'm like, dude, like this is not, this is not a way to approach me. Like approach me how you would any other person that you're attracted to. Like don't use my like, and it's also just exhausting to talk about. And this is what I told a lot of guys too. Cause I fully like, I never yelled at anyone or went off, but I'd just be like, I had to teach a lot of men lessons. Always yes. men, never women. Yeah. Always men were the ones asking me. But that's and always exhausting to have to constantly do. Pretty much always um, cis white men too. Um, just putting that out there. <laughs> um, and they like, I feel like I just had to be like, hey, like I'm going through something traumatic and like I'm already talking to my therapist, my multiple eye doctors, my friends and my family about it every day. And I kind of just came to the bar tonight because I want to get drunk and like laugh with my friends. I don't want to... Like, I'm trying to kind of escape it right now. And so it was just constant. I knew when I was going out, like, it was something my friends and I were going to have to deal with. I, Pete almost beat someone up for me, actually. This one guy called me eye patch. He was like, hey, eye patch. And Pete literally was like, and like, she had to be like held back. The bouncer was like, whoa. I was like, I've never seen you like that. But it made her so mad. Like, it was crazy. I don't think I would have been able to handle that a few years ago. But thanks to like my therapist, Solana, which I was talking about. I get so off track. Um, but no, you're all, like, that's yeah, kind of our whole that's thing. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> like I finally, after going to therapy about my eye, I changed like so many of my beliefs about it. And I think really this year was the year where I was like, I'm just going to like be myself. I'm going to stand up for myself, which mm-hmm. I had to do constantly. Um, I feel like there were maybe a couple of times when I wish someone else would have stood up for me, but for the most part, my friends were really like there and would like, you know, they felt bad for me and like, were so angry and, um, it was just hard, but I was open about it on Instagram. And I even just did a show. I did like a one woman show. Like, I mean, I guess it wasn't one woman cause I actually had guests. I, but I did, I created my own show, like musical theater cabaret. And I talked about like the journey of my life with my eye and like used the songs to kind of tell that story. Ooh. And yeah. And I just have never like, I don't know, done stuff like that before. But now I'm like, it's because I think more about people who are younger than me who might also have physical differences. And I'm like, if I'm out here just trying to hide who I am, that's just telling so many other people that who they are isn't okay. Whereas like, I have a lot of big dreams. I want to be a successful actor. And you know, I, and when I do that, I want to have the platform under me what am I saying? I want to, I yeah, want, you to, want to have like showed that like, it's yes. not something to be headed. Yes. Like it's just I want to be open about, about it who you and are. to be like, you can also be successful and have this thing that other people might not get or think is weird. And like, you can do whatever you want to do. I always love, cause you've been sharing a lot on Instagram. I liked when 
the matching of the colors. Of I did match my eye patches to my outfits. That was another I, way amazing. that I think I, I like, I was like, I'm, if I'm going to wear an eye patch, it's going to be cute. Yeah, yeah. Make it fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it honestly looks weirder when it's not like, I mean, if you're wearing a like skin colored eye patch, cool. Good for you. But for me, I was like, I think that it's, everyone's going to know I'm wearing an eye patch anyways. Sure. So why not make it sparkly and pink or cheetah print? Yeah. have mermaids on it. My mermaid one was really cute. I had a mermaid one. I was so sad. You had an eye patch party to celebrate the end of I your did. eye patch. And I was so sad that I it, it wasn't happening for me. At it's that okay. Point. It's okay. I'm not offended. Sarah came. Yes. My partner, I want you to know. So my partner put the eye patch on and I couldn't last like a couple seconds with yeah. it because I was like, wow, this is like as a person that <laughs> sees with two, like yeah. going to that one eye, I was really like, whoa, my like, I was like, I felt like I was thrown off. And Olivia goes, I'm keeping it on like I want to like this is Olivia's this way like Olivia's like I want to know what Noel like experiences and like feel it the guy that I was dating at the time also before the party was like I will wear the eye patch like all night if you want me to and I was like yes and then he took it off in like 15 minutes <laughs> and <laughs> all work you're not gonna do it and I said to him I was like I thought you were gonna wear it the whole night and I did say to him though because people were like I can't see and I was like okay you guys don't actually have to like you can take it off so we did so I did give him permission to but I was still kind of like damn like all these other random people like Olivia like someone else's boyfriend wore it the whole night like people were like wearing it and I was like damn not even the guy that I'm dating can wear it like whatever <laughs> um but yes I had an eye patch party yes. it was so fun I made everybody it was when I finally got my eye patch off like after I was recovered from my surgery that finally happened I made everybody else wear an eye patch except for me and I had yes. so many leftover eye patches that I just like scattered over tables in my apartment and like I made cake balls and put candy eyeballs yes. on them and like made little snacks with like olives and cheese that looked like eyeballs <laughs> So it was cute. really fun. It was like, I mean, I've never been to an eyeball themed party before. No, so it, it was, was I love a themed party. Was, I don't care what the theme is. I love yeah, a themed party. It was iconic. It I'm was. not gonna lie. It was. I know. It's so cool to like hear you like talk about the ways in which you stand up for yourself because that like takes so much strength and power. And yeah. like it's just like so good to like because these like people that come up to you, like, I'm just like, what is going through your brain? Like personally, I'm no. like, I cannot fathom like somebody doing that. Like it's crazy, but do less, right? Do less, people. Do less. It's incredible that you get to like, (laughs) like you kind of said, teach them a lesson and be like, like you don't know what people are going through, and Mm -hmm. like you need to like lead with generosity and like sympathy here. That's also fucking exhausting to have to do involuntarily. Yeah, nothing. It was, and I mean, I'm acting like I was. And I was very strong this year. I was, but I mean, I also had a lot of mental breakdowns. Like I would come Mm -hmm. home and sob and just be like, because I remember that time I was telling you about where the guy was like, I just thought you were pretty, whatever. And I rejected him. But he, like, after that, I just started sobbing. And it wasn't even because what he said necessarily hurt my feelings. It was more just like, one, what is wrong with people? Like, and two, is this what my life for the next few months is going to be? Mm -hmm. I think I felt more just like anxious and overwhelmed. Like I was like, okay, this is my first real time going out. I've been approached by five people already. Someone has already called me a pirate and made fun of me. This other guy just used it as a way to hit on me. Like people are staring at me. I can see it. And I just felt so overwhelmed. I was like, this is what I'm going to have to deal with if I'm in public for the next few months. And it was just overwhelming. Yeah. But I made it through and I learned a lot from it. And actually the day I got the eye patch off, I was kind of like, oh, like I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss it. 
then someone was like, you can just wear an eye patch if you want to. And I was like, okay, true. But it was, it was a journey. It taught me a lot. And I feel much more confident in who I am and with my eyes now. Like I had never talked to a guy that I've dated before ever about my eye problems until this year, which was a big step for me too. Cause I was always like, ah, once I tell them they might get weirded out or creeped out and not want to but I'm like, fuck that. I'm so much cooler because of it. I have this like yeah. cool, unique thing about me that not a lot of people have. You have a smiley face on the back of your eyeball. I know. I do. That's cool. I'm smiling on the inside and the outside. Slay. <laughs> that brings me back to like, so another shift, but this is a piece we were eventually going to get into anyway. Um, with auditioning, oh, one yeah. of our friends like oh, would yeah. always have like, I think one of our friends had an old childhood passport photo of one of our other friends in the back of their audition book and was like wait what (laughs) and someone else had like a marshmallow or something people just had weird people in our class are just storing weird shit in the very back of their audition book basically being like oh it's a little secret that they don't know that i've got a weird little photo of miguel in the back of my book Uh, wait i love that that's cool so i've started doing that of i Right before I had group therapy like two months ago, I found this little keychain that my grandmother had given to me when I was like a mm-hmm. kid after she went to Greece and she died this year. Oh, I'm um, and so I've started like whenever I do my – I normally keep it in my wallet and I move it into uh-huh. like back pocket of my audition book that uh-huh. I always have with me for now when I do auditions. Uh-huh. Like it's a little secret That's that cute. they don't know that I have a little evil eye. So if you're evil – Back off, bitch. Yeah. I also feel like it makes a good story. Like, let's say that the pianist, like, turns all the way to the back and sees it. It's like, why is that there? And then you can, like, explain. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like, it's giving, like, the Barbara Streisand, like, gum thing, right? (laughs) If someone did that shit today, people would be like, you're an asshole. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we get into auditioning, datings, 20s. Dating in your 20s. Um, we've talked a lot about dating over our we have over we have. our years. Our first major interaction with each other, um, your sophomore year of college, my freshman year of college. Oh yeah. That was our first interaction <laughs> together. I was like, what are you talking about? Wait, Eskimo is it about sisters. Your- <laughs> I can't quite reach for, you. For <laughs> clarification, they have a mutual ex, right? We can call yeah. him that. Yeah. I guess he's an ex. Like, yeah. yeah. A mutual, like. I, I call him a soft ex. He's a, a soft, soft ex. A soft ex. Yeah. Um, which is a situationship. Yeah. It was a, yeah. We both had a situationship with the same guy. Did you know I hooked up with him again senior year? Bad call. Yes. It ended poorly Yes, again. I did know that. Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do that? Again. It happens. <laughs> college, college didn't exist. That wasn't real. Um, but how is dating going? Um, right now, nothing is really happening at all in my dating life. I've had a lot of experiences since moving to New York. I was on the apps for a while. I'm not right now. Mm-hmm. Just what apps were you on? I was I on so curious. Hinge and Bumble. Hinge what and Bumble. were your well, opinions I've switched on between. Them. I like Hinge better. Okay. Why? Well, okay. Recently, well, I say recently, I downloaded them again like a couple months ago, like for like one week and then deleted them again. I haven't been on them barely at all this whole year, but I thought Bumble had better options. Mm-hmm. Um, just people who looked more like compatible with me, similar. And I didn't like, I didn't get as many matches on Hinge. Like I feel like I was getting so many matches on Bumble, but on Hinge, like I also just like to see the people who like me. And I feel like I'm just swiping no on all of them. It's people like people just saying weird shit sometimes yeah. on Hinge. And like just like, uh, we are not compatible. Or someone will have like a like I'm conservative, like they or like conservative men will like me a lot, and I'm like we like 
believe what you believe, but we are not going to get along very well. Like, <laughs> the thing that's been pissing me off recently is uh, there was always moderate that you would see, and that usually just means conservative, but they don't it want does. to admit yeah. it publicly. Conservative, but like, I don't hate gay people. I see a lot of people now that are just putting fully apolitical on that, and I'm like, yeah. that bothers me more for some reason. Yeah, it's like, like do you not can you care? fucking be apolitical in this world? Yeah. Fuck you. It's weird. <laughs> but I like... And I also like hinge more because of the prompts and I feel like you get to know the human better, but I just wasn't, I don't know. Like I haven't been vibing with it. It's hard for me to get excited about a person I've never met before. Yeah. Yep. yep it's yep. like, and I'm not in a place right now. Like I am single and I am ready to mingle if something happens naturally, but I'm not trying to like, I just feel like dating apps are work sometimes. Like, it's like, I have to swipe and then find someone. And then you have to plan a date. And it's like, well, I'd rather just hang out with Pete at home yeah. than, like, hang out with some guy I've never met. Yeah. Like, I care about my friends more than someone I've never met. Granted, I've been on Hinge dates before and met a couple of people on Hinge that I've ended up really, have ended up really liking. Because mm-hmm. I, like, gave them the chance and then the date went well. But I'm just not in a place right now where I want to, like, go on dates with people I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Because, like, it's like it, it is a lot of work. You can find someone you really like from dating apps, absolutely. Yeah, But it is sure. generally a lot of work, and I don't care it that is. much about having a partner right now to, like, Same. put in that yeah. much work. I'm considering getting back into dating only to tell funny stories on the podcast. Yes. That's <laughs> Do you have any funny stories? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, so I was— That is one thing we'd is... always talk about at Lulu when we distracted each oh, other. We'd yes. talk about our dating See, life. I love hearing, like, the dating stories. It, they're so—dating is so weird. Men in New York, like—I mean, not all, but I've just had some weird experiences. One of my favorites was this guy that I met on New Year's Eve. Um, I— whatever we met we were flirting at the bar or whatever I gave him my number and then he's like text me the next day he's like hey like do you want to go out sometime this week and I was like I literally had such a busy week I was like I can't but my roommate Marissa has a show she's doing this week I was like you can come be my date to her show and it was her first ever show and the whole thing was kind of a meme because like I didn't even tell half of my friends I was bringing this random guy so I just show up and all my friends were like who is that guy? That no, <laughs> it was kind of funny, but he was so like not it. We oh. so we met up before, and I thought he was nice when I met him and stuff, and like kind of cute ish. The more I got to know them, him, the less I kind of thought yeah. that. Yeah, your personality can really change everything. But he, um, we went out to get like a little bit of dinner before, and then. We were walking to the show and Pete texted me and she was like, I like feel like I'm about to pass out. Can you get me a protein bar? I mean, y- you know how it's like being a yeah. performer. It's like a lot of you adrenaline. Yes, a lot of adrenaline. Like, and you also anxious. You forget to eat. Yes, exactly. That's another thing. I don't like eating big meals before I perform, but then I'm like, I need to eat something. Mm-hmm. So I just knew the headspace she was in. I was like, okay, we need to get her a protein bar. She just texted me. And he's like, no, she doesn't need a protein bar. Like, let's get her a shot of tequila. And I'm like, no, like I think she what's a protein bar and he's like no but like a shot of tequila will calm the nerves and I was like no but like I think she needs like something food. in her system to like, like a shot of tequila and food are two different and I was things. just like you don't know like what also like you could offer maybe both yeah but like if someone asks for food you shouldn't just give them a tequila shot yeah it was weird so we went to a bodega I got her a protein bar because she asked me for one and that's what she wanted. Then he was like, let's go to this liquor store. He buys a bottle of gin, first of all, because he doesn't want to buy drinks at the place. Oh. Which like, you know, fair. I'm a girl who loves to save money, but on a date, it was just like, 
weird. It was weird too because he wasn't really offering it to me. Like, okay, I'll get to that point. <laughs> so he buys a bottle of gin and then he buys a tequila shot for Pete. So we get there and I give her the protein bar and then I'm like, also, this is blank. I'll, I can say his name. This is John. Here of course is his like, name was John. Yeah, I know. Everyone's name is John. Name. So it's fine. And he was, I was like, John got you a tequila shot. And she's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, I'll have that later. But, <laughs> and so we're just like. Also like, that's definitely like a room temp to warm yeah. tequila shot. And so the whole show, he's going to the bar and like asking for lemonade and then going to the bathroom and pouring his gin in his lemonade. And then I kept having to be like, can I have a sip? Like, it was just weird. I'm like. You bought this whole ass bottle of gin. Why are you not even offering? Like, you didn't even get me a lemonade. And then at one point, like, he even said something. Like, I was like, what did I say? He was like, are you going to get the next? Like, or no, he, what was happening? He bought lemonade. And then I was like, we need more lemonade or something. And he was like, well, are you going to get this one? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. And I like walked away and he could tell I was annoyed. And he was like, wait, let me come with you. It was just, the whole thing was weird. And then after that, we went out and I was just annoyed. He was so negative too. Like, I feel like he was just complaining mm, the whole time. No, he was complaining the whole time. And then a few days later, he liked Pete on Hinge. <laughs> and so I, he texted me then and he was like, like a couple days after he liked Pete, he texted me and was like, do you want to hang out soon? And I was, and I said, did you mean to text that to me or Marissa? And he was like, what like whatever not cool like not cool and I was like I mean you just liked my friend on hinge like I don't know what to tell you you met and, like it'd be one thing of like yes he, had no right. he met spoke to he knew gave that a it shot. Was, he was so your friend. weird and flash forward to Halloween like I hadn't seen this man since January I hear Noel and I turn and John is there and my drunk ass I didn't even say hi to him first Pete I went Pete Pete look who it is. Like, <laughs> like he's not even like a human. I felt bad about it after, but I was so drunk, but it was such a meme that I was just like, like, I was like, Pete, look, it's John. And we were just like, both looked at each other and we were like, ah. and then I was like, oh my God, John, like what's up? And he was like, kind of trying to hit on me again. And I was like, he was like, when I liked Marissa on Hinge, it was only because I knew it would get your attention. Oh, shut And I was like, uh, even if that was true, like, I don't way you can care. Get my attention? Be a good you human. can just tell me, hey, I would like some attention. Yeah, exactly. But I wasn't interested in him anyways after the first date, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. The it was just weird. Like, he didn't even really ask me any questions about myself either. It was just, like, mm. him complaining, him buying a bottle of gin <laughs> and, like, pouring it in his drink All in the I bathroom. All like, the bathroom lemonade gin. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, too, that is so some shit I would do because, you know, I'm a – I'm uh, trying to save money right now. Yeah. But on a first date and like also not – it was something about it was just weird. And you we were also him, in like, like a cute venue too. Like I was like this is a place where you'd want to like buy a drink. Like yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was weird. So that's one story. Um, wow. Wait. The last <laughs> person that you dated that was at your party, did you guys meet on an app? No. We actually met through um, – Mutual friends. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah he worked with, um, which we're not dating anymore. Yeah, but he worked with one of my friends' boyfriends. Cool. I think mutual friends is the best way to meet someone to date. Unfortunately, all of my friends are actors. It is, and their and friends it are isn't. actors, and I don't want to date an actor. I think that it's good, but then sometimes when it doesn't work out, yes. it can that's be, when it's not as good. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, it reminds me of like high school dating. We would all like date mm -hmm. in the same like circle. And then once like somebody breaks up, like it's like a whole fucking thing. Exactly. And luckily it wasn't a whole 
fucking thing because yeah. I don't I haven't seen him. I haven't even actually spoken to him since we ended. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but it's just like I don't know. There's just this weird it's cuz like my friend's boyfriend like yeah. is friends with him. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I don't hate this dude or anything at all. Like yeah. Hope he's doing well. <laughs> If you're listening to this, I feel like he might, but um, no, literally, yeah, I You'd feel be like surprised. Hey, I hope you're doing well. Haven't talked to you in a while. My ex called me one time and was like, "Why are you calling me a psycho on your podcast?" And you're like, "Because and I was like, because you were." Like, yeah, but honestly, he's the one who dumped me, okay. and um, oh, he doesn't get to be mad, and you haven't yeah. done anything bad. No, and I. Like, for some reason, I have always been the one to dump the other person. Like, I've never been dumped before until this year. And I loved it so much more than dumping. Like, I was like, there's no anxiety involved. And I also realized after it, it was a big learning experience for me for a lot of reasons. Like, he taught me a lot, whatever. Like, but I don't think I ever... I think I liked the way I was being treated and the liked the way it felt, but I don't actually think we were a good match. And I really think he made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think I would have eventually done it months later. And of course I was heartbroken for like a few days where I was like listening to Taylor Swift, like washing my dishes being like, ah! and then I woke up like af- literally like three or four days after he dumped me. And I was just like, I don't really think I have feelings for him. And I haven't been sad about it since. It was the weirdest thing ever. And, like, I wish the best for him. Of course, I, like, think about him sometimes, but not really in a way where I would ever want to date him again, quite honestly. Like, I think I liked the way it felt to have someone treating me well. And And to have a partner. And to have a partner. I hadn't had one in a long time, and things about it felt nice. But, like, yeah, like, he dumped me, and I was, like, a couple days later, like, okay. Like, I don't really care. Like, he was honestly, like, really judgmental of my friends sometimes Mm. and like was just kind of bringing me down in Mm. a lot of ways like and I care about him too and hope he's like taking care of himself and whatever but it was just not we didn't have a lot of the same like I want to travel the whole world and there were just places where he was like I would never travel there and I'm Mm. like okay like which is fine to each their own but I think my future person is someone that I'm gonna need to go on adventures with and like be fun and crazy and silly and like as much as like we're not at an age where I think most of us are like intentionally dating super seriously like I do think we're all kind of reaching the age where it's like oh if we're maybe just like not compatible in the things that we care about like why what is why do this this doesn't make sense yeah 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 and he's a nice guy but I'm I'm really glad that it ended when it did too because yeah it just it was a good time and now I'm like getting to be single for the holidays and like do yeah and find I saw this TikTok the other day actually where this girl was like I don't want to find a boyfriend I want to find my person and I was like that is how I feel like I don't because I haven't had a boyfriend like with a label since like high school it's been a really long time and of course I've had flings here and there and I've had like probably my heart broken by people who I wasn't even in a committed relationship with. But I'm like that too, where I don't want to just find someone who I can be with just to be with a person. I want to find my person. And until then I'll just be vibing. Like, but I don't care about getting in a relationship with someone if they're not the person for me. And I've always felt that way, which was so weird that I dated this guy who after the fact, I was like, he's not my person. And it's so interesting that during it, I didn't realize that even knowing there was always this voice in the back of my head being like, Noel, I don't think he's it. I think 
like you guys don't have a lot of similar interests. Like he's like can be negative, quite honestly. Yeah. And like just certain things, but he was buying me flowers and ice cream. And I was kind of like, oh, like I haven't really had this before, right. like in a long time. And it's nice. And so now I feel like I'm ready for the next step to find someone who treats me like a queen and buys me flowers and like is amazing and whatever, but also we're super compatible. Yeah. And like the same things and like we're positive and trying to grow together yeah. too. Like I love self-growth. That's yeah. why I keep trying to like explain to my mom is like I'm not interested enough in a relationship to be with someone just to not be single. Like exactly. if I find someone who I really fit with, absolutely. Yeah. But it's like I would rather be single than be with someone who doesn't add anything to my exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> it's time for our final question. Okay. Which you already know. Why do I like forget what it is though? It's <laughs> It's, it's okay. It's your clueless moment of the week. Oh, fuck. we say of the week, but it can be of whenever you want. Yeah. It can be as big as you want, as small as you want. It can be like mine before has been like, hey, I don't know how to change the filter in my dishwasher, okay. or as big as I think I might have committed tax fraud. Oh my god, fuck! I like didn't think about this before. Like I you should literally have. Texted him about I it did. Earlier. I did. I texted him about it, and then I didn't even like think about it. Okay. Let me let me think of a yeah yeah no moment. take your time we have okay, the ability something to dumb edit. okay you have the okay oh yeah we have the yeah, we do have the ability to edit okay thank God um I'm like what is a clueless moment I've had I, I mean think so of many a recent one that I had um okay you typically write them down um I what did I do. <laughs> this is so hard. I'm trying to think of something that happened like when I was at home for Thanksgiving or something. Ooh, um, a Thanksgiving clueless moment. A Thanksgiving clueless moment. Ooh, do you want to hear mine? Yes. So, um, so I've gotten back into auditioning. The first one I went to, they weren't seeing non-act people. Um, so we ended up of getting course. cut. And then the second one, um, all of a sudden they said something about EMC and I went, I'm EMC. I probably should have already been thinking about that because there's yeah. sometimes an EMC. And I don't know how, I don't know if there's all, I've been so out of the game. I don't know if there's always an EMC list. I don't even know if I need to ask about it. Like someone mentioned that like, oh, there's been auditions where they're not seeing non-ec except for EMC. And I'm like, I need to figure out this work. But they're also like closing the program down in a year. So that's my clueless moment is I don't know how anything works in auditioning. I have a clueless moment. Okay. Amazing. Um, I was nannying like a couple weeks ago and we baked this entire ass cake. Like we baked a full cake and then she already had icing at her home. So we iced the whole thing only to find out that the icing was expired. <gasps> so that was my clueless moment. Ooh. Look at the expiration dates before you ice your so cake. So you guys didn't get to eat it? Actually, we ate it anyways. Yeah, and I, I would have eaten it anyway. <laughs> I would have eaten that shit anyway. But it was funny because we were eating it and we were both like, hope we don't get sick. <laughs> like, and we didn't. It was fine, but it was like, a year old or oh, something. It was like, yeah. Like, well, was it like the stuff that like is shelf stable? Yes. Like, so I, I guess like it was fine. things like that can usually last a while after they say. It, yeah. And it did taste a little worse than okay. like icing normally would, but I was like, we just made this entire cake. Like, we're eating it. Yeah. Also, I accidentally cussed so much in front of her the other day because like we were walking in the street and this car just zoomed by and I pulled her back and I was like, holy fucking shit. And she was like, but then she started laughing so hard. She's 11, so she's Aww. a little older. But I was like, uh, sorry. And she was like, 
I know those words. It's fine. I was like, okay. <laughs> I know those words. My niece and my nephew do similar. They know the words, but they call us out whenever we accidentally use them. Like they're oh my god, they never miss a single one. And because they know that we're not supposed to do it in they're front like, of them. And I'm like, dude, I try so fucking hard to not swear in front of you. And it's hard. And I think it's silly. It is hard. I love kids. They're so Me silly. They're silly. Yeah. All right, Noelle, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Right? Where can the people find you? Yeah. Oh, um, you guys can find me on Instagram um, at Noelle Cornelius. Also, TikTok. My TikTok is really weird sometimes, though. But it's funny. But it's funny. But it's weird. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. And Venmo. And Venmo. We don't have Venmo, (laughs) but you can follow us on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless. And on TikTok and YouTube at Completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Have an amazing Tuesday. Have an amazing week. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. Kisses from mommy. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.